Kevin Pruitt with another interview in Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Marley Hilton. Marley, thanks for joining me this morning. Yeah, thank you. I'm really honored and excited to um, be here and talk with you. Well, it's good just to uh, take a couple of minutes on our, our pre-chat just to kind of uh, maybe lay the groundwork because this 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 uh, conversation is going to be a little bit different today and I am really excited about uh, hearing the story of Unbound RVA. So Marley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, currently I am the small business manager at Unbound RVA. Um, my work in small business kind of started during college where um, I interned for this consulting group in Richmond while I was in school. Um, and they were just starting out. They were doing kind of like cultural intelligence trainings where they're going to um, like offices, organizations, um, and other nonprofits to kind of uh, talk about, you know, issues of diversity. And it was kind of at the height of like a lot of the tensions happening in our country. So uh-huh. it was just like super cool um, to work out for something, to work for something that was just starting out. Right. And so um, I found that I really liked the business aspect of it, the behind the scenes, the like building a company culture. Um, how do you run like staff meetings? How do you um, build a booking process? How do you do all those like nitty gritty um, things? And so I did that and I did that uh, remotely actually while I was in school. I went to William and Mary and that okay. organization was based in Richmond. Um, and so once I graduated, um, I studied sociology and just didn't know what I was going to do after that. Um, and so I just freelanced and I kind of took all the skills that I had, um, worked with this consulting agency and, um, kind of branded myself as like an operations person, um, doing kind of really odd jobs here and there, but striving. I love, um, I love like, you know, just there's no cap on what you can do as opposed to in a traditional, I feel like in a traditional, you know, nine to five, you pretty much can just kind of come in same day and kind of do, you know, um, same old, same old, but I sure. love like just the, the, you know, the variety. different, yeah. yeah, it's different every day and you can see the direct impact of your, of your effort. And so, um, along my way, I found Unbound and ended up taking a, um, a great role to work with some amazing entrepreneurs, um, through, Marla is a small business manager. Well, listeners, she uh, she kind of glossed over some some very important information. I mean, she said, uh, <laughs> I went to William & Mary, which is probably one of the finest state universities in the country. Uh, <laughs> and it, it has a very, very high bar of entry, one that your, your podcast host could certainly never meet. So, Marley, we are duly impressed that it is a, it's a great university and, and yeah. uh, I'm sure prepared you well. But so give us a... Uh, Give us like the elevator pitch for Unbound RVA. We're, you and I are getting on the elevator. We're going up six floors. We've got one minute. <laughs> yeah, so Unbound RVA um, is a nonprofit based out of Richmond, Virginia. Virginia, huh? Um, uh, that's kind of the RVA part. That's right. the kind of short and condensed way to say Richmond, Virginia. And um, we help low-income individuals um, enter a path towards entrepreneurship. And so what that looks like is that we help um, – individuals just become business owners and start businesses with them. And that kind of starts off with a 12 month, sorry, our 18 months program. Mm-hmm. So that runs every year. Um, and they do six months of workshops where, um, they're meeting twice a week, two hours each, you know, it's like a college course sure. and I'm um, super intense. They're learning about their personal brand. Um, they're going through ideation where mm-hmm. they're testing their business ideas. They're doing surveys, focus groups, um, 
uh, going through a lot of them. Capital One actually is one of our big partners. Mm -hmm. We had about 150 to 200 of them come into our offices to just hear the pitches and the ideas of our business owners and give feedback and um, just, yeah, help them refine their idea. And um, they do um, business modeling as well, where they learn kind of like the MBA portion. You know, right. how do you write a business plan? How do you um, go through your finances? How do you have professionalism, you know, in business? And um, we take in 20 every year, traditionally. Okay. And um, at the end of the workshop portion, we um, select five. So it's a competitive process where wow. we're narrowing down yeah, to five individuals. And they yeah. followed. So after how the first yeah. session is is six months. Mm -hmm, so workshop. everybody's in in all twenty are in six months, and then the only five are in for the next year. After yeah, that, okay. Exactly. So how many exactly. how many do you think apply for those twenty uh, slots? In past years, about fifty or mm -hmm. so. Um, we're ideally hoping to expand that our organization. Um, we like to say we're a startup in ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. we started about four years ago, twenty fourteen. And so um, kind of every year as we get, you know, more people hear about us and learn about us, that goes up significantly. Like this year, we even had a, um, all year we've been in calls from people. When, are you, when is your program starting? And we have a list of about like 50 people that we're just waiting to, right. to even hear to apply. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they go through that first six months. And um, this year... Uh, we normally eliminate it at the different sections of the workshop. Mm -hmm. And this year we tried something different where we kind of did self-selection. So if you completed everything and you wanted to go through the next level, um, we allowed you to. And from that, we kind of, that was an interesting, you know, shift in our sure. model. And we saw that, you know, some people kind of said, you know, entrepreneurship's not for me. Yep. Um, this is really difficult. I, you know, might not have the time or the life uh, realities to mm -hmm. balance this right now. Right. Um, and at the end, we ended up with, I think, 13 people um, where traditionally we um, would have had a little less than that. Um, and we, from there, we chose um, six. Which wow. Is cool. That's 50 percent. That's I mean, that's, you know, people that are starting their businesses, if you end up a year from now with 50 percent still in the business. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. A, that's a pretty high bar. So tell me, yeah. based on your experience of working with you know, the candidates in the program and once they got mm -hmm. launched, I mean, you've done it, you, you, you've kind of seen a cycle for like four years. What yeah. would you say would be one or two of the major pain points or, or obstacles that, that uh, these candidates are going to face as they're, as they're trying to launch their business? Yeah. I mean, I would actually say that, um, it's the biggest one is not even business related. Mm -hmm. Um, it's probably stability. Um, just and, life, life. Cycle. Yeah. yeah. And, just particularly because we work with low-income individuals and um, people in poverty, um, that, that we use a national threshold, um, and um, because of that, there are a lot of barriers that people overcome. And as we know, entrepreneurship is not a, a not a stable, you know, right. path to enter into. Yeah. Um, I think originally when we first started in 2014, our hypothesis was anyone no matter their background, can become um, a business owner, an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And we've had to challenge that past few years and say um, there have to we acknowledge that there has to be like certain thresholds, you know, access to transportation, yep. stable housing, a stable income where, right. you know, like a job that you have money incoming so that when um, when you're working on building your business, you know, you're not <laughs> extremely stressed. Yeah. Um, Childcare. Yeah. Um, all these levels and 
what's really cool this year, we worked with the Office of Community Wealth Building in Richmond, mm-hmm. and they um, do kind of a stability assessment. So that's been really cool to be able to partner with um, them. And sometimes, unfortunately, we have to say to people, even though you might have a great idea or um, you might really want this right now, there are other things that you have to to focus on um, in order to, you know, do well in entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. building a business. And so, um, let me, probably... let me cut in real quick here. So oh. how do you, so other than just, just looking at the, at the thresholds that, that, you know, people have to meet in certain areas of life, are there yeah. also ways that you can help, you know, increase their stability? I mean, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. do you, I mean, is, are there just, one or two little things that Unbound RV does that kind of overcome some of these barriers, whether it's childcare, transportation, funding, you know, life skills, whatever. I mean, yeah. Well, so to start off, and I, I probably should have um, kind of framed everything in this is we like to call ourselves um, co-founders in their businesses. We don't take any equity, but right. we definitely believe that's like the position and describes our relationship better than maybe an incubator and accelerator yeah. might. And so, with that in mind, we definitely want to um, and do go go to bat for entrepreneurs and really, you know, whenever they're going through something, whether that be a life crisis. Um, recently, with all the rain here, mm. another entrepreneur, you know, his car, um, a tree collapsed on his car. Another dealing with, you know, housing uh, or someone passing away and dealing with inheritance. Like there's always always stuff going on that we're right. definitely involved in. Um, but we definitely see that's a balance between us becoming. Um, a charity organization mm-hmm. and us being there for the business side. And yep. so what we found um, is that we just have partner organizations. We have other nonprofits in the area um, who we have just great relationships with who um, when entrepreneurs in crisis, we could say, hey, um, you need housing right now. Yep. Um, here's Better Housing Coalition, yep. you know, and um, that has really been something that we're trying to formalize right. uh, in a more consistent way. Right. Um, so that we're not only reaching out to them when we need something, but we have those relationships kind of curated and sure. really strong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we that's definitely one of our commitments yeah. as a co-founder. So stability or instability might be the one of the most common pain points. What's another pain point that, that you see yeah. frequently? I'd say business-related, um, probably uh, access to technology or technology um, skills, we would mm-hmm. say, particularly... Um, if you've come from schools that maybe weren't the best or you didn't have access to, you know, everyone didn't have computers, you know, growing up, um, that a lot of our entrepreneurs definitely struggle with, uh, um, you know, entering things maybe in their QuickBooks right. and utilizing that as their um, main tool, um, a lot of, and doing a lot of the tracking things manually, a lot of times. Um, there, there's lots of writing and, and paper and we're trying to transition a lot of entrepreneurs to start using laptops more. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's definitely something we, we've taught and they learn through our workshops. But as you know, with when you're in business and you have customers, clients, you have things going in your business, you're trying to, you know, stay afloat in that sure. first few years. Yeah. Um, if you're not hundred percent comfortable with something or something's really difficult, you're just going to revert to what you know. Mm-hmm. And or so, avoid it. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. I, I, yeah. I don't like yeah. taxes, so I'm just not going to pay them. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we hope no one does that. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, you know that you, you're going to revert to what's um, comfortable. And right. so um, that's been the, definitely like the biggest um, business challenge is kind of integrating technology. Um, and we've got, we have really great partners who've given us um, Chromebooks Mm. Um, to use during our workshop so that everyone is kind of getting used to, you know, kind of virtualizing their life, you know, sure. when their life might be very cash based, might mm-hmm. be very like written down. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a very different, um, like shift to make. Though, I mean, I, I love the two that you brought up because, um, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they certainly, it's it's an additional barrier. I mean, entrepreneurship is is extremely difficult under the best of circumstances. But now that you add, you know, life instability, you add technological deficiencies or whatever, however yeah. you want to just frame them, or mm-hmm. or or inaccessibility. You know, I mean, it, it just exacerbates the difficulties of entrepreneurship. And I love the way you framed, you know, Unbound. We're kind of co-founding you know, with them. So I'm going to, I'm going to shift a little bit here. I, I say we always reserve the right to kind of chase a rabbit here, but, um, and I, I want, I wanted, let's keep it, let's keep it concise because I want to really dive into who Marley Hilton is just right after that. But yeah. give us a, give us like a real quick snapshot. You don't have to use a name, but uh, maybe just an example of someone that you've seen go through the program that has just blown you away. Yeah, we had. And it's, I know it's it's yeah. difficult to put you in this position because <laughs> all the other candidates are going to say, "Why didn't you mention me?" Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, definitely hard. I'm I'm kind of just going off of who um, who I just met with. We have weekly meetings, mm-hmm. and so um, one of our entrepreneurs, he we meet on Mondays, which is literally like just the best way to start my week. Um, I was like super happy. He formerly had been incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he heard about our program from, he was in, I think the, um, the jail he was in, I think was like a white collar jail. But anyway, he mm-hmm. met a, another man who was a business, who had been a businessman for like 30 years and who, while he was in jail, um, they kind of formulated a business plan together, mm. um, and kind of, um, got him thinking about, you know, when I ch- come out and change my life, what can I be doing next? And so he found out about Unbound, um, once he came out and, um, he started a lawn care business with us and um, he just really gets it. You know, he gets like the business aspect of it. He um, understands like customer service. He's just one of those people like you, I would buy anything that he sold. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he does for a living. Yeah. Yeah. He is an entrepreneur. (laughs) He's very friendly, very people person. Um, And it blows me away. He recently um, was in an accident and had to go through um, physical therapy, which you know, like you can't, if he's doing a physical uh, or manual labor job, you know, that's really tough. Yeah. Uh, and then he actually uh, dealt with cancer as well mm. in this, like in the following months after that. And just kind of to see his resiliency, he mm-hmm. just kind of bounced back, um, kind of kept his eyes on the prize and is really committed to growing his business and, and building his team, you know, Um and just to see someone coming every day, always a smile on his face. You will never, ever see him, you know, down or complaining. Uh, and to see someone go through, like, the barriers after barriers after barriers and to still, you know. Come through on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just amazing. Yeah. I, I don't even know um, how I would be in that scenario. So, 
Hey, he sounds like he might be a great guest later on in the fall for. Yeah, <laughs> I'll connect. <you>. Yeah, in, <laughs> yeah, insert shameless plug here for podcast. So yeah, so let's let's uh, let's transition here and, and take a little deeper dive, and let's just really get inside the head of Marley Hilton here. And so, yeah. give us somebody that is online that really, mm-hmm. or just or they don't necessarily have to be online. Just somebody that just really inspires you, and tell me why. Yeah, I'm going to pick, it's, they're kind of a duo, they, they own a business together, mm-hmm. um, Kathleen Shannon and um, Emily Thompson of Being Boss. Oh, yeah. They, um, yeah, they own a company called Being Boss mm-hmm. um, that has a podcast um, and also a website with resources for growing a business. And um, they were kind of like the friends in my head, definitely, as I was starting freelancing, figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't even know I was kind of interested in business until, um, just their podcast is definitely, or their, their materials are definitely like encouraging, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of about growing the best you, whether that's like in business or in life. And so I kind of got attracted to life stuff and then started listening to a lot of their business things as well. Um, and yeah, I found that I love that they're able to balance, you know, being women, being really feminine. And then also, you know, they're growing a business and being like, really amazing um at that as well and just to see that embodied you know that yeah. you can you can do that without sacrificing your values you know they're not really clean cut mm-hmm. you know or traditional in any frame or any sense of the word so um, i love seeing that and being able to strive towards something like that so it's called being is that the name of the podcast as well called mm-hmm. being boss okay yeah, right. yeah. We'll, we'll make sure that that's in the show notes so what about <laughs> a um a life quote that inspires yeah. you. So I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a quote that I like have to repeat, or I guess a mantra that I definitely have to repeat to myself is um, you don't have to be perfect to be effective. Mm. And um, I just tell myself we can get caught just in the nitty gritty of um, trying to get every T crossed and mm-hmm. every I dotted. And instead of saying like, I'm just going to do this and the larger goal um can be accomplished without me doing it completely, you know, flawlessly. Right. So just giving myself that space to be um, vulnerable and um, do something without focusing on how well I'm doing it. This, uh, this, this whole idea of kind of the perfection idea, the, mm-hmm. you know, really developing the product to a certain level, service, whatever. I mean, it, it always reminds me, and I've probably mentioned it maybe you know, a third of the time in the podcast is that, that yeah. quote by Reed Hoffman, who created LinkedIn. Okay. He, he said, if you are not embarrassed by your first product, you waited too long. Yeah. And I, I thought, yeah. What, a, what a great thought of this kind of this minimum viable product, this lean startup, you know, mentality that says, you know, yeah. you introduce it, you get feedback, you test it, you know, and then you, you adapt. And then it's that whole idea. But that, that certainly would play that that's completely contrarian to somebody that has a perfectionist perfectionist tendency. Yeah. To an action, you know, like you don't do anything because right. you're, you're too busy, like in your head. And I'm, I'm totally yeah. like a planner. I need everything to be step by step and to know what the outcome is going to be, mm-hmm. um, which serves me in some ways, but then hinders me. Yeah. In others, you know, but, so. absolutely. I mean, what a support though, for somebody trying to start a business to have you set, going alongside them, that is thinking through at this level of detail, you know, but, yeah. it, and you will have to fight against the kind of the, what the, the paralysis of analysis that they, mm-hmm. you know, how they, how they yeah. phrase that. So, 
If you could, uh, if you could go back and and you've seen people kind of go through the cycle. I mean, what's one piece of advice that you would you would give everyone that's coming through your program that that you wish, uh, you know, that that other entrepreneurs you've seen wish they would have known when they started, or even maybe you would have known when you started, you know, in the consulting side of things. What's one piece of advice you think would really help uh, somebody getting started in their business? Yeah, I think kind of just going off what we said, kind of finding like a really great balance between this um, like planning and just doing it and, and like iterating, you know, mm-hmm. as you do. Um, I think we're in this interesting balance as an organization. I think our entrepreneurs are also in that. Like we try mm-hmm. to prepare them as much as possible during our workshops, during this, the first year of launch. Um and sometimes there's some things that they'll just never learn unless, you know, they're, they're right. doing it and they're sure. in action. Like, so, like children. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, and so it's like this tension of being comfortable, like with not knowing, mm-hmm. but still moving um, regardless of what, um, yeah, that looks like. Because right. that can be very uncomfortable um, for lots of people. But that's, hey, that's business ownership, that, right? <laughs> hey, that's business, right. Now, let me clarify. I was not – I was not <laughs> – making an association between these candidates starting and children. I'm saying that the oh, yeah. children have yeah. those same tendencies that you have to let them <laughs> sometimes experience things to, to really learn. But uh, yeah. no, I got you. Is there, is there anything that we haven't touched on that, that you think our listeners would, would really like to hear or you want to share with us? And then, you know, just tell us where we can find you online, where we can find Unbound RBA. Yeah. Um, I think we just really want to be the, the like, spearheaders of uh, main street businesses you know and i think entrepreneurship is such a sexy word right now yeah. you know everybody really popping onto it um companies are really trying to promote you know that culture um but we definitely feel like what gets lost in that are the main street businesses you know if you're not a tech startup or if you're not you know super scalable sure then um then you kind of get lost in the mix and we definitely um love our main street businesses and support um, those, because that's, that's our economy, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the majority. Yeah. Of that is the foundation. Economy. That's right. Exactly. And so, um, we just want to really be, you know, those that like rock in Richmond that is doing that and, um, supporting that. And you can find out more about our program. If you want to recommend someone to go through our program, um, you can find more just underboundrva.org. So, um, I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. Yes. Uh, and, um, Yeah. We love it. <laughs> so the the whole idea, I mean, it is, it is a not-for-profit, mm-hmm. but it has a kind of a for-profit mentality. I mean, I really love that. I mean, I think yeah. one of the videos I was watching before the before we went live just on, mm-hmm. on YouTube that was on the Unbound RBA channel was maybe one or two of the founders was talking about, we're not a charity. You know, yeah, we're it's we may be a nonprofit, but we're not a charity. And I, I love the distinction, you know, because it, it has this this idea that this is going to work. You know, yeah. we're just not here to receive donations. We're here to pour in the community and be co-founders. Okay. And and Marley, I, I just want to thank you again for your time this morning. And we'd love to have you on again and, and uh, others from Unbound RVA. And if you have candidates, like I said, if you have candidates that you think are, are a good fit for our podcast, yeah. Our listeners would love to hear the stories, and, and we can certainly make that happen. But I just want to really just uh, just thank you for your work and your hard work and, and dedication and, and thank Unbound RVA for all that they do to kind of lay the groundwork and foundation for the city that I live in and I love. 
Mm-hmm. And I am just grateful for, for you coming on and just helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Marley, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored.